names Thelma. I'm what's known as a takeover artist, wanted in 30 states for hijacking fiction. Probably seen my face at the post office for terrorizing those Book of the Month Club romance novels. Now, if this is the first time you've had a story hijacked, well, buckle up, because I'm in charge. Now, let's review the story up to this point. I'll just look at the choices you've made so far. Yes. <clears throat> I see. Well, what happened there? I don't see how you... How could you do that? I don't believe it. How could you make such choices? Were you raised in a barn? These are the most disgusting series of plot choices I have ever seen. Hello, everybody. We are here to kind of break the rules. We're not going to talk about a movie, but we're going to, well, I, I can't say it's a video game either. It's more like a, 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 it's more like a pioneer in the genre of PowerPoint presentations. Um, it's, it's an, uh, let's call it uh, interactive fiction and be real interested <laughs> about it. <laughs> Yes, it's the great Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, uh, which came to certain notoriety because of the angry video game nerd. He did a episode several years ago about it, or more years than I want to admit. And, um, and barely I... scratched the surface. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Calling you out, Rolf. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes, you poor boy. You got nothing. Yeah, you, you didn't have the stones to take it through. To its uh, complete conclusion, did you? Well, honestly, though, it was probably long enough ago. I think YouTube still had a 10-minute uh, time limit on things, so right. I, I could see him cutting stuff out for uh, editorial purposes, because there's a lot here. Um, you want to hear the, the uh, pithy joke I came up with while I was uh, staring into the face of the horror? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Because this, uh, okay, if this were uh, Bandersnatch instead of the actual Bandersnatch, I might actually care about Bandersnatch beyond just <laughs> beyond just thinking that its name is fun to say, right? Because this is this is a visual uh, choose your own adventure uh, mm -hmm. about, um, I guess, uh, broadly speaking, dating and relationships in uh, America in the early '90s, shall we yeah. say? Well, yeah, that's that's part of what makes it fascinating. I should make it clear right now that um, I've been obsessed with Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. I actually knew about it before the AVGN episode. I read about it on Reddit or something. I, I can't remember exactly. But, like, if someone published a book that that's like uh, The Disaster Artist about Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, I wouldn't be able to wait. I, I would have to be like Lisa Miller from News Radio and break into the bookstore and, like... <laughs> snag a copy before <laughs> before it, it would be commercially available but yeah i mean but, but to david's point i mean that's what makes it so fascinating it's like it's one of the rare examples of visual novels which is a genre that's never really taken off in in uh the english-speaking world it's very popular in japan and korea um but except for uh, the later games in the Persona series, and even then it's just like elements of visual novels mixed up with RPGs and uh, the recent game um, Dream Daddy, which I definitely recommend. It's a, visual novels hasn't 
really taken off unless I'm forgetting something? Uh, not that I'd be the worst person to ask, honestly. Though yeah. now that someone now that someone I trust has recommended Dream Daddy, I'm a I'll have no choice but to actually check it out now. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of it. Um, uh, although unfortunately, I have one of those um creepy pasta cursed copies. So like my Dream Daddy always ends up being Chris Watts, which is. <laughs> and, I, and I was I was about to say, considering this uh, thing here is a collection of pretty cursed images and considering uh, the hoops we've had to jump through to finally uh, arrange this, I think that perhaps this whole thing might be cursed. Perhaps yes. Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is a cursed uh, title. I yeah, mean, uh, yeah. I, I was just telling David before I started recording that I was actually in a car accident. That was totally my fault on the way to recording. But I'm so committed to to you guys, all all tens of you who listen to this, to uh, that that I'm going to forge ahead and 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 discuss this. But I, but seriously, I really am grateful to David for um, setting this up because, like, I I actually tried to enlist like various people to to talk about this, and David was the only one willing. So, um, <laughs> oh, I'll, yes, I'll take anything. I'll I'll watch anything once. Uh, <laughs> but so this was a a title for the 3DO uh, game console, uh, which uh, you want to explain to the people what the fuck a 3DO was cuz I certainly never had one they were 700 bucks when they came out so this may be the most expensive piece of softcore porn ever produced <laughs> at least on like the cons the consumer end of things right cuz 700 bucks for the console and I don't know how much they charged for games but it was obviously too much yeah, yeah. I'll try not to get bogged down in history. Like I said, I, I'm obsessed with it, so I've done all the research and, and everything. But, um, but that's, uh, but yeah, yeah. It it when it first got discovered, it was believed to be to have been originally released on the 3DO, which was, um, I mean, in so in the 90s, uh, console games were still generally thought of as for kids, while adults played PC games, but there were a few more expensive consoles like the 3DO or the CDI, which were marketed toward adults who would want games to uh, play at the play at parties or to uh, emulate the arcade experience. So you had a uh, 3DO, CDI, a um, couple others. Oh, Neo Geo, uh, especially, but the consoles themselves tended to be in like the 700 to 900 price range. And the games for them were like fifty to seventy, which wasn't that much more than uh, the Super Nintendo, but it was still pretty prohibitively expensive unless you were like a twenty-something with a, a lot of disposable income, which again is something else that that has gone extinct since then. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was gonna say unless you were one of the protagonists, say, of this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But it turns out that that was actually a misconception thanks to heroic research um, conducted by, uh, and I forgot to write down his name, but there was a certain uh, Redditor who actually discovered that Plumbers Don't Wear Ties wasn't released on the 3DO by Kieran Entertainment. It turns out that Kieran Entertainment actually adapted it from a PC game. Uh, yeah, okay. So a heroic Redditor named Psychotic Giraffe 
uh, made <laughs> the discovery that the sole copy of the PC version of this game was still in existence, but it was it, it was in the library of Ball State University of all places. <laughs> um, and to my knowledge, no one else has been able to find another copy of the game. But yeah, it was released for the PC originally uh, by a quote-unquote company called United Pictures with, you know, X instead of C, uh, um, which was huh. so- somehow represented by a creepy doll of all things. But but to me, it actually, you know, thinking, blaming the game on, on just like some random company, and this was the only game this company ever released, uh, actually makes it more interesting than if Kieran Entertainment did it. Because Kieran, I mean, it wasn't a big company, but they, they did a lot of, they did a few games for the 3DO, which were adapted from other PC games, and that includes... The Perfect General, which was actually a legitimate strategic game that's, I think, pretty much forgotten now, but got good reviews when it came out. So, like, these people just saw this random crappy game and they thought, you know, we should should, um, adapt it for the 3DO. (laughs) They did so. I'd I'd expect nothing less from a company named after everyone's favorite Japanese beer. Yes. (laughs) Um, so yeah, and, and the PC and the 3DO versions are almost identical. I have not played through both cause I'm as much as obsessed as I am. I wouldn't do that, but like pretty much the only difference is, is that, um, the 3DO game includes a full motion video intro, uh, which the PC version ah. actually didn't have. And it didn't have um, the options to select what the characters in the story are going to do. Uh, those were longer, but they didn't have voices to to read them. But we'll get into that detail. And and some of the music was different, but you know it's it's not. But but I have to admit to David that I actually I, I did not go the saner, safer route and just watch videos on YouTube. I actually uh, did play through it because I actually have a <laughs> 3DO emulator rigged up, so I figured I might as well, and yeah, I played through the game twice, uh, once to just get enough material and to remind myself of all the ending, all the possible endings, and once to to figure out uh, what your, because there, there actually is a score system in this game, but like, your lowest, the highest possible score is uh, like, my negative 24,000, which I guess is... <laughs> Funny, but the game actually does keep track, so technically there is a score system. Um, but in the 3DO vo- version, it's not called score; it's called score. So they screwed that up, even so. But, um, <laughs> and and it, but both versions, I take it, contain the line: uh, "Your score equals the number of hours until you score." I believe so. Yes. <laughs> Truer uh, statements have rarely been spoken. Yeah, and and I mean that's I think that's kind of what's so fascinating about this game is like it, it tries to be self depreciating and depreciating toward um, the people playing it, like it, the game flat out calls you a pervert at one point or maybe at multiple points. Couple points, yeah, depending on which choices you make, and it's uh, yeah openly. Uh, hostile uh, to its players, uh, to its characters, and to basically everybody. It makes the South Park guys look like Nora Ephron. 
<laughs> I think that's perfect. That's that's perfect. That's a perfect description of the style of humor. And so it, I mean, it's. Shouldn't... I mean, people call me cynical, but Jesus Christ, even I'm like, damn, son. Uh, you know, ch- take a chill pill, like, uh, fall the fuck out. You know, smoke. Somebody was smoking the bad weed in 1990s uh, California or wherever this actually came from. Cause, damn. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, there, there's a lot of bad, supposedly for adult, borderline softcore entertainment from the 90s, which of course doesn't hold up today. But I kept, but I, I constantly think about like why this works, or why actually why it doesn't work to be much more <laughs> accurate. And, and like I keep comparing it to like the Leisure Suit Larry series, which I would argue at least a few of the games, especially the later games, actually do still hold up. And it has a, a similar self-depreciative, uh, fourth-wall-breaking sense of humor. But like maybe, maybe it's because the Leisure Suit Larry series actually does have some heart or some self-awareness of of the misogyny issues that come up or 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 just something but but i think it actually is like people actually wanted leisure suit larry to work whereas plumbers don't wear ties just has that same energy as a uh like you're you're a kid in college um you're uh, not doing well in the class, but you know you can scrape by with a C even if you fail this last essay, and you know you're planning to switch majors anyway. <laughs> so you just start on something at like 11 p.m. and turn it in. And I think that that's felt, like the that one in the felt that one in the soft and tenders shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. And 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 that's like I think that's the reason why plumbers don't wear ties fails, but also is weirdly fascinating to people like me because it has that energy because it has no, nobody gave a fuck. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I was, I was initially curious, you know, I I spent the first like uh, 15 minutes or so wondering, you know, what, what the hell does Chad see in this? Why, why this one out of, out of all of them. But then I noticed how everyone, Like, the entire cast of characters, and both of our narrators, let's be honest, uh, are just ugly. Like, everybody's (laughs) just ugly. They're ugly people. They're beautiful people in the Marilyn Manson song sense of the phrase, but (laughs) that's... The, the title's ironic. They're underneath. They're just vapid and dull and self-obsessed. And uh, but it, even the uh, evil characters, it's a banal kind of evil. You know, yeah. it's just, it, it just sits there and does nothing. And everybody else there is just paranoid and insecure and desperately wishing to be like anything, something, anything else than they are. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like, even for all of that energy, their their dreams are just painfully small and and parochial. It's it's uh, basically a perfect picture of the America that created it. It's yeah. uh, it's the America at uh, that I very much not fondly remember from my childhood. Uh, at the end of history, where all the horizons have closed down and there's really nothing much to do but uh, get a job you hate and pump out kids for the sake of your nagging uh, parents. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was the course of life uh, that was basically presented to all of us 90s kids. And everybody wonders why we are the way we are. Yeah, because there's something like how, well, 
Well, I guess I guess before we go do more analysis, we could we we should talk about what what plot there is or. <laughs> I've been waiting for your summary of this. Yes, go off, King. <laughs> oh no, don't leave it up to me. Um, oh well, gosh. Oh, you you want me to do it? I can do it. I, I can. Um, yeah. Well, I could I could get started at least, but but okay. If you're playing the 3DO version, you're introduced to uh, to a character named Jane, who is more or less the protagonist of this whole. Uh, adventure um and and she's like basically lays out that you're supposed to identify with the male lead john as he as the two of them try to start dating each other and there's uh and like and and obviously they were just um uh fronting for time because he just got like goes off on a, a huge tangent about what a slut she is and, and it's so it, she's in like a bra and panties as she does it and the camera like leers into her breasts and that that's like the other part of plumbers don't wear ties that's fascinating like i've seen movies like blood-sucking freaks where the entire raison d'etre of the movie is women being tortured and mutilated and even those movies are less misogynistic than plumbers don't wear ties <laughs> And like you know me, I am not woke. Um, I mean, maybe I'm like semi woke. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. But so so like I'm not. I'm not like I, I appreciate dark humor. I appreciate pushing boundaries. I, I you know I I don't I don't set out to be offended. And yet this, this <laughs> yeah, plumber somewhere ties just like made me so uncomfortable. It was like. Al Bundy's No Ma'am Club done without any irony whatsoever and just you can't see it but I'm nodding vigorously yes and <laughs> and uh, yeah as a as a social justice pyromancer uh my immediate thought uh, I had a similar thought it was like it was like if um Bud Bundy uh decided to make a video game yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it is it like, is this would have been the intro, like to just the your female lead staring directly into the camera, identifying herself as the object of the game, uh, mm -hmm. right off. You know, no, uh, no pretense, no nothing, right? And of course, later on, we'll get access to uh, her internal monologue, which is even worse in yeah. every fucking way. But then again, everybody's inner, inner monologue is fucking yeah horrible. And yeah, uh, uh, I want to tr travel back in time, unleash a giant monster on all of them. Just yes. Oh, but I, I should admit though that um, uh, let me let me throw something something else in here is that the uh, the actress who plays Jane, she's the only one who's ever had a actual career. Everyone else's credits pretty much begin and end with plumbers don't wear ties. <laughs> I can't imagine but... why. <laughs> But Jean Basson, um, I, I hope I'm saying that right. She she got started as an actual wrestler for for Glow. Uh, she actually started out as a Glow wrestler, uh, which the current Netflix series is based on. And uh, she has had numerous like no, nothing major, but but she's continued appearing in indie movies and having bit parts in uh, pretty big Hollywood movies like uh, Me Myself and Irene. So. Uh, good for her, um, and she probably. I, I don't. I don't think you'll argue with me that she's the best actress by far. Uh, it, it leaps and bounds. Like, well, 
though even that's it's it's hard to judge because uh most of the game like the the intro is the only actual full motion video thing that we get so most of the game is just still images yeah yeah Thank you for bringing that up. We should have said that earlier because that's why it's so fascinating. It's and yeah. I initially, I initially thought yes, the, the thought you you picked this for or picked me for this is some kind of joke because I've started doing that on YouTube to avoid the copyright robot. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't I, I figured. <laughs> no, I, a few a few minutes in, I figured like okay, yeah, like uh, yeah. So uh, yes, our protagonist like. Yeah, our protagonists, John and Jane, are two 20-something L.A. douchebags uh, trying to just trying to make it in the big, scary city, uh, find love and happiness. And uh, we the game follows a day in their life, uh, the day in their life when they meet each other uh, mm -hmm. outside of uh, Jane's job interview. And if uh, all goes well, they eventually hook up at the end in a big, happy, ex it's explicitly called the Hollywood ending. Uh, but of course, like most games, there are branching story decisions that you can make and a couple of alternate endings that are more interesting, I'd say, if only for being uh, fucking surreal, like just out there and crazy. Well, but unlike like most visual novels, the, where the point is that you're supposed to, you know, interact with the story the way you would in real life, like there really is only one set path and you get like it, you you technically lose even if you if you try to go on any of these diverging paths. And even if you're going on the right path, the game still berates you and takes away points because funny, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and also most visual novels, at least in my limited experience, like it's about uh, one protagonist um, choosing between uh, varying relationships, right? Like, instead of just you know trying to hook up with the one, like that's a that's a formatting problem that I don't think anyone cared to solve because I don't think they were really taking this very seriously. Like it presents. Uh, dating itself as like a Kobayashi Maru kind of moment <laughs> scenario. Like, it's, it's weird. It's fucking, uh, it's fucking weird, man. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, and fucking mean, too. <laughs> it's mean to its characters, you know, it's, it's mean to the, the, the player. It's, it's just, yeah, like, like just an uh, omnidirectional kind of misanthropy that uh, I d didn't know I was missing until I found it again. I'm like, oh, this is real 90s hours right here. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had it bad back then because we had no imaginations. Um, oh, we should have mentioned that John and Jane's day starts out with calls from their um, mother and father, uh, uh, perspectively. Well, their opposite uh, gender parents and uh Boy, to have course. a fucking field day with this all this shit honestly like it, <laughs> i could see him chomping his cigar just in complete consternation <laughs> and it starts off with um yeah that's uh, that's when you get the sinking reality that you know it's not going to be full motion video like the rest of the uh, like, like the intro was but it's just going to be still images such as and, and 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 my favorite part about the angry video game nerds review of this is how much he gets out of the 
intro images where you just have still images of John, who is a very buff dude. I assume he probably worked as a fitness model in, in the 90s. I couldn't find any information on him whatsoever. I was thinking Calvin Klein myself. Yeah, I, yeah, he could have been a Calvin Klein model. I mean, like, people of his... It, it was, like, long enough ago that people with his body type weren't as common but uh, as they are today, but... Um, but just enough that you know he has to—he had to have had a job where he was allowed to uh, be in the gym like three hours a day. Uh, his name is Edward J. Foster, by the way. So he had to be a model. He had to have been a model or something. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Like the day starts off with shots of him in bed, and like there's shots of a racetrack for some reason, including a panda mascot riding a go kart. He's he's uh, dreaming. He's dreaming of the life he wants to lead. I guess as I guess. <laughs> Indy five hundred driver, maybe. I don't know. Like he's he's Cliff from Doom Patrol. But basically, I guess is the <laughs> life he wants to lead. As a panda mascot, I guess. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't see Jane's dreams because I guess that yeah that would be you know too the god because people probably didn't want to put in the effort. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it goes on for uh, I think literally fifteen minutes, just just like this whole segment. You're not you you don't do any actual gameplay throughout as you um, as both John and Jane's parents berate them to having kids and and i have to admit though that like the only part i found funny was jane's father especially like the view of his the view you get of his living room table which is full of like prescription pill bottles alcoholic <laughs> drinks and like uh, a container of rat poison <laughs> <laughs> Life right or or as we call it around here a fun saturday night yeah, and that, that was like the point where I thought, well, maybe maybe I'll actually get like a few chuckles out of this thing, and it's like, no. <laughs> Not really, no, because right after that, we have to see both of our protagonists' entire morning beauty routine, which yeah. drags things out even longer uh, from a video game perspective. Like, there is no, like, zero interaction uh, between, you know, player and game for forever people people you know they complain about long introductory cutscenes nowadays but jesus christ they've obviously never seen this oh <laughs> and, yeah and we get some side boob and some booty i guess which is fine but eh, you know well, they, censor it, they censor it out and there's a code you're supposed to be able to enter and uh, i didn't i'm not that committed to uh the plumber's yeah. Don't wear ties experience, but yeah, it's like not, it's not worth it. it. Really, it's not really worth it. I mean, yeah, like yeah, because it, it's even been worth it then, right? And, and of course, now with the internet being what it is, it's just <laughs> tiffle. But even back in the '90s, right, or even back in the even back in the '80s, like I was thinking of there a line from Revenge of the Nerds, like this is bullshit. I want Bush pan down. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, no, it's true. We can't yeah. even do that, right? This is uh, supposedly a game for adults, uh, right? But we can't even go, still can't go full frontal because I, I imagine they would have had to pay people more for that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, yeah, even as, even as porn, there's nothing here. There's no there here. It's just, bleh. uh It just kind of sits there and you feel awkward. Uh, but eventually we get, to uh, the actual day, uh, 
where uh, Jane has a job interview, and John is, yeah, just, well, there, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's never explained why he's in the same parking lot as Jane as she goes in for a job interview. Um, But this is where the actual quote-unquote gameplay comes in, and you get to pick, like, whether... John approaches Jane, um, Jane approaches John, or, you know, uh, or, you know, they just other for the time being. And, you know, I don't remember exactly what. And it's um, also where we get introduced to our narrator, who is, I don't know, I I don't want to say he's like my favorite part of the game. Maybe more accurately, he's like the least annoying part of the game to me. (laughs) I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yes, though he's, uh, he's weird um yeah his name is harry and he takes on like a cross between a drill sergeant and bill nye the science guy basically yes yes um that's is and he's he's both uh guiding us through here basically by uh breaking us down <laughs> uh effort to build us back up um but uh frankly i was more uh inclined towards the uh, uh narrator who eventually uh replaces him force forcibly in a in a bloodless coup about halfway <laughs> through the story yeah both the narrators are great uh harry the original narrator he's dressed in a um ugly co- deliberately colored mismatched suit but sometimes for no reason he shows up wearing a cop helmet and uh or or sometimes a chicken mask and sometimes when you get shots of him it's in in like crazy um inverted colors or it's upside down for for again no reason except funny well and and this was back when um video filters were counted as special effects like oh yes yes i can remember a few like albert pune movies where that would come into or or don doler uh, movies where that came into play like <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and, and at some point in the story he gets usurped by Thelma who's like the like a parody of a feminist and oh she's uh, a total straw feminist like yes ten <laughs> percent and Harry when Harry eventually uh takes control uh back of the story he starts spouting some total MRA bullshit uh, so I'm like, great. No, I can't like anybody. I hate everyone equally. It's yes, perfect. I mean, he, it, yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, when Thelma came on, I was like, oh, thank God, uh, <laughs> you know, because finally got w- rid of that obnoxious character and the horrible music. She says, even though the horrible music certainly sticks around. Um, uh, yeah. But. But when she was like, you know, you've probably seen my face at the post office for terrorizing those Book of the Month Club romance novels. I was like, ooh, my lady, my sword is yours um, for about a second. But then, of course, like Harry, she immediately starts berating us for our shitty story choices. Even though we and, didn't make that many. And, you know, there wasn't, you know, like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. The like most, most disgusting plot choices I've ever seen, she says. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, oh, my lady, let, let me introduce you to my homie, the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we'll definitely get to that. That's probably like the crux of the game right there is. Uh, um, but yeah, he 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 does eventually usurp the story back from Thelma and they, they make the point by having dogs bark, machine gun fire and like a little X drawn over. <laughs> 
face because yeah. that's because that's how you know right that's that's <laughs> the old um chuck jones cartoon uh method of say letting you know a character's dead <laughs> Well, I, I'm just sort of fascinated by the whole meta- metaphysics of this, that there's like this story and you're controlling it and the narrators are there to guide you. But, you know, your your choices are at best kind of artificial and, and it's never like and, and I guess that's part of I guess that was what they considered funny is like giving you these plot options. But there's really no right choice. <laughs> I don't know. And I can I can kind of see that like th- some yeah. video games since have come along and used that to great effect like because the whole point is that choice is a complete illusion in uh, an entirely artificial construct like say a video game it's yeah uh, like the let's like in the Matrix you think that's air you're breathing you know no it's not yeah. oh and the uh, negative and speaking of the filter like the negative filter uh, is also the indecent proposal filter so. Uh, oh, maybe that's what maybe that's what the what, what that was all about. I didn't even make that connection. I just noticed it. It comes up at uh, certain key points, shall we say? Okay. Well, yeah, we should. Yeah. So, so the reason why this game story was apparently really inspired by indecent proposal is that. So the way you're supposed to play the game is you're supposed to get Jane to her job interview because if you have John approach Jane, um, or no, 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 uh, if you have Jane approach John first, um, John just assumes she's a slut because you know she approached him first. So, um, and <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, and he goes in no time at all. He goes from like just completely drooling over her like like she's a she's a 10 she's a 15 she's a 20 she's a damn thousand right right to uh you know how could she give me her number uh she doesn't even know me i could be a serial killer uh in in like a second in in just one little monologue he manages to talk himself out of recognizing an obvious fucking good thing because there's no sabotage like self-sabotage mm-hmm and and women are uh women who are sexually aggressive cannot be trusted. Oh, God, no. Why would we want that? Jesus Christ. Fucking boy. (laughs) But then she goes and when she does her job interview, it's with a guy named Thresher. And uh, all your your plot choices, even though the narrator berates you for making perverted plot choices, the one you're supposed to make is that he he basically uh, makes an indecent proposal towards her. Um, but you could choose to let her accept it, in which case she pulls a, uh, skimpy dominatrix outfit and handcuffs out of nowhere and... <laughs> complete with, complete with riding crop. So, yeah, you know, she, you know, this, it's super serial. Uh, yeah, super kinky for 1993. <laughs> uh, horribly vanilla in a post Fifty Shades world, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, and even but, but even though even the even the um like the quote unquote uh good choice, which isn't the choice you're supposed that progresses the story, but even the one where uh, the choice where she actually gets the job as uh, Thresher's secretary and you know goes through the whole negotiation of you know uh, salary and everything, even that uh, the dialogue like you don't even need to read between the lines like there's no subtext it's just text from thresher where he's obviously you know hiring a uh 
personal assistant to also double as his mistress. And mm -hmm. the whole thing is just a hideous charade. Um, and yeah. Uh, so that's the, but those are the quote unquote bad choices. Like the good choice is where she rejects his offer and he immediately goes crazy <laughs> and starts yeah. chasing her uh, both around the office and back outside where they can run back into John. Oh, but to backtrack a bit, if you take the if you take the wrong choice where she agrees to basically become his secretary slash mistress, there's another pretty big misogynistic point. This was probably the point in the game that made me the most uncomfortable where she basically berates John because she now has, you know, entered the upper class as a uh, a paid concubine to this horrible man, and it's just really, really gross. Because for forty thousand dollars, yeah, no, like <laughs> even in nineteen ninety three money, I mean, Jesus. But yeah, but the choice you're supposed to make is is that's where Fresher likes, and probably the most famous scene from the movie. He he gets he stands up and shouts, "Take your damn clothes off!" Which honestly, I I find. Pretty funny out of out of context, but in context, it was probably the first time I ever sat through the scene, and it's legitimately creepy. Like she actually talks about how she's remembering back to when she was a little girl and lost at the mall, and how she's legitimately terrified of this horrible man, and it's just really unnerving. <laughs> it really is. Like, <laughs> like he's got there's some fucking anger issues going on over here and like i don't remember if it's this choice or another choice where he just completely uh berates uh her for even being a job applicant like mm. uh, i hate people looking for work you're all thieving slime you know that kind of uh, that kind of shit like it's like uh, yeah and and he's some just you know portly middle management psychopath uh, which I, is probably the most realistic thing in this whole damn uh, story. But it, yeah, he goes from zero to knife wielding maniac after one rejection. Yeah, it is implied, and I say implied because we you can't tell what's going on at all. That you know she she kicks him in the groin, but I mean obviously, like he's compounding the problem by chasing after her with a knife. <laughs> And somehow she's stripped down to her bra and panties as she's running out the building, even though that was in the other choice. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get some kind of, uh, you know, something to keep interest alive, I guess. Especially since after that we get, like, the longest chase scene in, like, even if it, I can't really call it a chase, it's more like a scenic tour of various LA locations and I somehow doubt the LA County Tourism Board signed off on this shit because they're going they're going everywhere. They're going to the Walk of Fame, they're going to the Tar Pits, they're going to the uh like man's the Chinese theater, they're mm. fucking and they're posing with bystanders. Yeah. I, like what the hell? I I guess it's LA, so everybody was just like, oh okay, whatever. But yeah. still <laughs> In in context, right? You'd think, uh, n you know, a woman being chased by a knife wielding maniac, being chased by 
uh, you know, hunky dude in a tie and jeans and a white shirt would, would attract some kind of attention. But no, they just wind up uh, like outside Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't know if um, you all listening at home caught what David said, but yeah, he's um, John gets a tie as a birthday gift from his mother and he wears it. So even the title is a lie. Polka, uh, polka dot tie. Uh, polka which... dot tie. Mm-hmm is the it's it's red and white uh same pattern like the mushrooms you're not supposed to eat and <laughs> also same pattern uh during this chase scene there's a pa- gratuitous panty shot like to call back to other visual novels right and uh, and i swear jane's got the rock in the same uh pattern <laughs> to her job interview somehow yeah, and i guess i guess it's just uh kismet like that's a sign that they're meant to be together yeah, you know, they they coordinated without even thinking about it. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, so so the chase goes on. Oh oh, oh but, but but you can avert the chase by um, doing an ending where John and where John and Thresher get together. <laughs> it's the 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 uh, uh, audio I heard was uh, you know John doesn't resort to violence. It's not politically correct these days, <laughs> and I. Had to, um, oh god, I had to stop myself from slitting my wrists because <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we gotta we gotta get a little homophobia in here as well. Uh, like Jane, uh, you know, she uh, as she's watching the two of them walk off hand in hand, she's like, "Daddy was right. Not all men are dorks and geeks. Some are dot dot dot." And I'm like, "Oh fuck you! Go on, say it. You know you want to say it." You you ballless bastards fade away to black before you can say it, and you have then call other people politically correct. I'm like fuck y'all, you're a bunch of protein stains. Like just ah, uh, uh, just ah, uh, di- wishing for Godzilla. Yes, happiness is submission to Godzilla. <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't know if it was deliberate, but John and Thresher and that in the gay ending, they they're walking off toward a tunnel. A, a tunnel to a parking garage and it has a sign like no parking on top uh-huh thought, is that a, i mean do you think that was deliberate am i giving them too much credit i'm pro- i know i am so probably but still if, if if it was an accident honestly that makes it even better as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah it's like okay that that's like i i, I know i know as a gay guy i should be offended by that but if that's what they were going for it's so clever i'm actually impressed <laughs> right like if they if they did it on purpose uh they're they're fucking asshole monsters uh but li- like with everything in this game if they did it on purpose they're monsters uh if they did it trying to be funny they failed miserably if they did it as an ironic commentary on the uh in indicting the uh, whole of their society i gotta say near miss uh, but if they did it by accident, then that's goddamn genius, and this is a piece of outsider art that uh, was not appreciated in its time. That, that probably is like the best way to categorize this as outsider art. But but anyway, the chase scene finally ends. Uh, they end up in, I guess, like an abandoned, or, or it's like a, a condo that's being worked on or something. Something um, like I, I expected one of the the Marvel Netflix protagonists to you know come through have a fight in the other room or something like <laughs> fucking Daredevil just just summer or, or out in the hallway you know Daredevil's just beating up a whole gang of dudes. <laughs> 
That's what it looked like. Yeah, a villain's lair from a uh, from a really low budget uh, comic book movie or series. But um, yeah, and there again, there's another indecent proposal reference. You can have Jane negotiate with Fresher over how much, even after he tried to murder her, um, they they negotiate over a weekend, and um, we get probably at, at tedious <laughs> length. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they even make a joke about that. And I'm like, oh, haha, yes. Yeah. I, it, it's still not funny, you guys. And trying to be self aware about it just, just it puts a nice underline underneath how unfunny the whole thing is. Oh, but, oh you mean the outtake that they keep in? Oh, oh no, no, no. To joke, yeah. Because they say it's like, oh, it's been like six hours. Ha ha ha. Yeah, right. It's today. Yeah. T- today, people would just use the SpongeBob meme, you know, two hours later. Well, uh, my mind my mind jumped to the outtake that they kept in, even though it's like the main path that you're supposed to take to finish the game, where John says, um, I-, I want to be with me. Oh, I mean you. And <laughs> And, and you like you hear the director laughing and all the other actors laughing and they just keep it in and then act go go on like nothing happened, which again is where I get that impression that this is like a um, a failing college student effort. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody even somebody even uh, shouts out Freudian slip uh, yeah. somewhere in the background, and I'm like, oh, you knew, you you guys totally knew. Yeah, this is yeah. It makes me think this is all completely intentional. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Thresher gets defeated, I guess, because like a homeless woman appears from nowhere and takes him up on his offer. And well, you what know, the fuck? It... Did she teleport in? Was she just there? And, and was she just like taking a nap? And suddenly these three people burst in and start, you know, arguing and like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you look at the clip, there's like a clip of her entering from a hallway, <laughs> but still like coming out of nowhere. And so basically, she she basically she's going to rape Thresher, and like both the, you know, John gives like the weakest laugh I have, I've ever heard in any media. Just ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, like, it's yeah. it's faker than Tommy Wiseau's fake laugh. Yes. Yeah. So um, the bad guy gets raped, and uh, John and Jane end up back in the parking lot with his motorcycle. And if you choose the Hollywood ending, they go off to have dinner together. And um, Jane refuses to accept what John's actual occupation is, and she drops the title. Plumbers don't wear ties, John. And um, so. Like, even with the happy ending, and I guess, again, this was more their idea of ha-ha funny, but it's like, you know, it their relationship's already courted to disaster if it turns out that Jane doesn't want to date, you know, a, a blue-collar guy. And again, it's more proof of Jane. Like, you know, she she's not portrayed as sympathetic at all. She's just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Like during the job interview, she has this long extended rant about how she loves downtown L.A. except for all the parts of downtown L.A. that are actually there, like the homeless people and the, the you know, the craziness and the poverty, visible, oh God, visible poverty, you know, oh, gag me with roughage. And like, yeah, and the narrator, later on, like the narrator berates us uh, that, Oh, Jane, she was such an innocent girl before you started screwing with this story. But as someone with access to her inner, inner monologue, I got to call bullshit on that one. 
<laughs> like, like this this woman has nothing going on in her head. Like, right. just the perfect picture of uh, L.A. vapidity. Yeah. yeah, and that's like what the that's what the writers are going for, and it just yeah. doesn't work. I, I mean, unless. Uh, I mean, I, I sometimes I enjoy mean-spirited humor. Like, I, I enjoy darkness in my humor, but this definitely goes too far because, like, there's no... I mean, John's basically a blank slate, and Jane is just, like, every... Like, the most sexist caricature of L.A. women you could possibly write, and even, even in the endings that are supposed to depict her making quote unquote the right choices and being a better person like even then because like even in the canon ending that you follow she's still it's still obvious that she's considering the offer from fresher even though he's really unattractive guy and, <laughs> like she's willing to offer and even though he just tried to kill her he's still she's still willing to consider his offer even in the quote unquote golden ending so a perfect, yeah, perfect pair of a man who just, yeah, chased her with a knife through the streets of L.A. in broad daylight, and, oh, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. They'll be, like, if their relationship works out, they'll be divorced in, like, two years. <laughs> uh, oh, John and Jane's or Thresher and Jane? Uh, John and Jane, like, like Th God, Thresher, if Thresher and Jane worked out, Thresher would probably be a senator by now, <laughs> and... And she'd be like, I don't know, she'd be like one of those side characters on Veep or somebody. I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, so out of curiosity, um, I don't know, there's just so much to cover. We, we didn't even talk about the voices of like when you when you make the choice of which of how the story should go. And I agree with the angry video game nerd, even though the control is absolutely minimal, it's still bad because like you have to listen to the voice. You can't <laughs> you can't like flip around. You have to listen to the voice before you can move to option again. But like the voices are a stereotypical East Asian accent or what kind of sounds like a stereotypical American accent. Not that I could place it. So yeah, it's it's like broadcast English. It would be what I'd call it. It's that that perfect neutral American accent that uh, people tell you to you know affect if you're getting into like radio or something. Yeah, and, and it's just it, such a weird combination, like a, a stereotypically East Asian female voice and a stereotypically American voice. And there seems to be no rhyme or reason between the two, but the division of labor between them. They just mm -hmm. come in. Like one or the other, just just depending on whenever you you know where you are and what you click, it's just it's like roulette. But yeah, <laughs> makes no fucking sense. Yeah, am I am I leaving anything else out? I feel like I am because there's just so much to talk about. Even though yeah, the game just, is so no, much. I wanna I wanna like it, like I wanna go back to their initial meeting because if you pick the uh, this is something I found interesting. If you pick the have them meet uh, later on choice. Uh, the characters start, both of them, actually, they start fantasizing about what would happen if they were a uh, different demographic, basically. And uh, they still can't manage to hook up. 
Oh, so, right. bring in other actors completely. Yes, the, the few other, like when I first watched a, a playthrough of it that was just the uh, main path and got to the end credits and all these other actors popped up. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? And I found uh, someone who uh, played through the whole thing multiple times and captured all the footage and edited it all together into a whole. And I got to this bit and I was like, oh, God. Um, because even, even in the, the heights of their imaginations, they cannot conceive, uh, anything positive actually coming out of their own interactions. It's like, again, self-sabotage is the best mm -hmm. kind of, of sabotage. Like John starts wondering, oh, uh, you know, chicks don't like white guys anymore. Uh, they think we're too straight, which giant question mark. On, oh, wow, I missed that. Wow, on that one, racist and homophobic at the same time. I, I'm like, yeah, and it's it, it, it's yeah. I'm like, what? Um, and then he then he says, Anglo's got no rhythm, which I can at least I I've heard that one before, right? White men can't jump. Um, but still, like, I don't know. Maybe John is patient zero for the Great Replacement conspiracy. I don't know. Uh, and but uh, meanwhile, Jane's over here thinking, oh, oh maybe if I were uh, small-breasted and just normal, and yeah, I'm like normal is a setting on a washing machine, Jane. <laughs> and and honestly, uh, they were th like this is right at the cusp where the uh, '80s and '90s obsession with uh, D cups had uh, turned around to make uh, all the smaller cup sizes more exotic by default. Hence, we get heroin chic, right? Mm. Uh, and so, like, and anyway, it's just uh, so ill-considered. Like, most of us go for B and C cups anyway, because it doesn't really matter. Uh, like, way less than having a complimentary personality. But God knows that's not going to happen in this <laughs> ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they both begin to imagine them, like John imagines he's, uh, more preppy, you know, with a actual professional, uh, job, but of course his preppy self is entirely, uh, image obsessed and body proud and just completely, uh, just a sniveling weasel of a man. So, uh, he still gets rejected and then pops into a murderous rage. <laughs> Uh, just, I like that escalated quickly. Um, and then, uh, Jane, you know, imagines herself as more quote unquote exotic, which means a little more brown skinned and not wearing a shirt for some reason, I guess. Yeah. We get, we got to get them titties, uh, out somehow. Right. You know, and, and it's just, oh, they're just ugly. All of them are ugly. Like all of their own variations even in the depths of their imagination they don't have anything to go with and then the narrator pops up and says this story even gave you extra characters to fool around with and i'm like dude i played mortal Kombat. that's not extra characters that's a palette swap <laughs> yeah. like especially especially in this era of mortal Kombat, right this would have been like yeah two wouldn't have even come out yet so shit they <laughs> We would have still been fucking around with various ninjas. But but I but I hope you can understand why I became so fascinated by uh, by plumbers don't wear ties. Oh, absolutely! It's the it it's the uh, spirit of our age, uh, a transmission from the past that uh, yeah eventually bloomed into this the the present. 
it's <laughs> it, it, like uh, uh, one of the uh, like one of John's preppy John, I should say. One of his lines is, uh, you know, big deals today. Lots of big deals. And I'm like, oh, I know that sentiment all too well now. Uh, uh, I, I, I must have missed that ending. I got, I, got, I thought I covered all of them, but um, but no, it's it's not even the ending, right? That's that's the middle part. If you make the wrong choice, if neither of them makes a move, uh, which yes. is uh, honestly, as a yes, as a straight guy in the dating scene, that would be the most realistic uh, thing to happen. I can, from my own experience, but. You know, no, can't can't have that, right? We gotta. Uh, Harry has to pop up and g- give us an earful for that. <laughs> but but I almost forgot because um I, I actually did get a little bit of insight recently. I did I did some research at the last minute and I found out that um that some people were able to track down um Jane or or someone. It, I mean, I guess there's a chance it could be fake because it. it like I, I was only able to find it on like a really old um, GameFAQs forum, um, the most trustworthy source. Yes, <laughs> right. But I mean, with with the mystery of plumbers don't wear ties, you you have to you have to compromise. But sure. but I kind of do think it's authentic, just 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 on instinct. But um, and who would she... be making who would be making shit up about this? <laughs> like like what kind of clout would you be chasing? But yeah, she she like answered a few questions and and said something like, uh, and this is this is quoting her um, post. I did not think that project would see daylight, and it did. Again, <laughs> I don't take it serious, and quite frankly, don't remember much about it. We were all having fun. Hope I have not upset any of you cute nerds. I have not seen any of these characters since we shot that over fifteen years ago. It is what it is. LOL. So. <laughs> 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 put that one on the on the fucking box, like uh, or or next to on the Steam page. <laughs> you definitely should. I, I yeah, because yeah, because that that kind of fits with what my theory is. Is like this guy wanted to maybe he worked as like um copyright lawyer or just like some middle management Hollywood job and he thought, hey, you know, this this market of video games is expanding more toward young adults. Maybe I can make like some kinky softcore porn thing. And, you know, he he knew Gene or his or like his partner did or or she was a friend of a friend and called her up and like came up with his whole thing overnight, but kind of lost interest like halfway into it and, you know, just like threw something together and got like two guys he knew to program it and, you know, put it out there. I don't, I don't know. Do you think that, or, or do you think, do you have another theory? Seems, no, that, that seems legit to me. Like this does. Yeah. This, this all has the uh, air of a project with like came together. It's like a first time, uh, student film type of thing like mm-hmm. not even that it's like the thing you you make to get into a film program like like just something you made fucking around on a camcorder with all your friends or or, or something except that not even that much because they just took pictures right <laughs> so you oh. need like one wedding photo your yeah yeah you you the the writer and your wedding photographer friend and uh, 
whoever yeah maybe a bunch of other friends of friends that you can find like it's not hard to find you know between work wannabe actors in la let me tell you uh <laughs> so yeah they just got everybody together and shit they could have done it in a day honestly with you know the effort gone into it or or maybe two days you know get the interior and exterior shooting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and supposedly, allegedly, they were going to make the whole thing FMV, but they were afraid because uh, this was the time when you know the the tipper cores of of the world were pushing for the for a video game rating system, and so they uh, they were afraid of running afoul of that, and they thought like having it be still images instead of FMV would would dodge that, and I don't know if that's a rumor or what. Again, this is just like pieces of trivia i picked up from the four corners of the internet but See, it sounds even, dumb enough even to then be though, yeah even then though they're not taking it seriously like oh yes right. why would we want our game to be mentioned on the floor of the united states senate that would just be awful oh god yeah <laughs> couldn't have that you know it's not like that's ever helped anything like God, the only reason anybody knows about Night Trap still today is because Joe Lieberman decided to go off on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody even bothered to give the game a rating. I'm not sure of the timeline. It might have come out just before the rating system was put in place. That, that would um, seem to line up. Yeah, it was because, like, the hearings were in 93, and I think the ESRB didn't actually come together until, like, 94, 95, thereabouts ish yeah. uh but yeah it was <laughs> even then right they weren't it, it, whether they took it seriously or not they didn't take it that seriously right no. yeah well oh and i i accidentally left off probably the best part of um, um gene's response and and talk about putting this on the steam page no i never ever saw the finished product until now and i could not even watch all of it <laughs> yep <laughs> yep Put that one on the box, too. Yeah, right there. Better than any critic pull quote you could find. I could, yeah, that's perfect. Um, so unless there's something else you want to bring up, I, I did have one last question for you. I, I mentioned that, I already mentioned that, like, the only part that actually made me laugh was um, the parts with Jane's father and just, like, the whole concept of the character. That, that that was like legitimately funny, especially the way he tries to get Jane to procreate. <laughs> Why don't you get on the stick, Jane? And um, the... <laughs> yeah, that was like <laughs> okay, okay, you got me, game. That that was actually kind of funny, but it kind of it came at the wrong time because it gave me uh, false hopes for just how funny the rest of the game would be. Yeah, they um, really really front loaded it, didn't they? Huh? Yes, they did. <laughs> Well, um, but was there any part that actually made you laugh out loud and, and not uh, in an unintentional way or non-ironic way? Um, the Okay, uh, there's a line. Um, I didn't write down the context, but it's uh, something about um, now you will have the power, independence, and fame only money and Madonna can buy. Okay, that works. And, Although, of course, it is dated now horribly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, slightly less dated than that, like, during the, uh, shall we say, final negotiation scene in uh, the Daredevil building, or, like, the, the hand building or whatever, um, 
they're like in the quote unquote bad ending where where Jane uh, finally caves to Thresher and uh, John, you know, he tries to be, you know, upstanding, you know, dude. He tries to eh, I, I hate this word, but it's only appropriate. He tries to white knight this and he Jane turns to him and throws that back in his face and goes like, what were you going to do? Buy me pizza and expect the same thing. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, got that's that's a, it wasn't really a laugh, but it was like an ooh, yeah, felt felt that one in the ghoulies. Well, and, and that's what he offers to do in the good ending is that he offers. <laughs> so she was right. She was totally right. Um, yeah, and and if uh, life is indeed a zero sum game of uh, various social hierarchy uh, ladder climbing, then yes, why wouldn't you? Uh, take the option that would obviously uh, provide further advancement down the line. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot say that it's not quintessentially American, like so, like so many other horrible things. It's just, it's horrible in itself, yes, but it's also horrible because it uh, purposely rips its own mask off and mm-hmm. lets you gaze into its uh, hollow, you know, screaming eyes and and face the horror. So, uh, yeah, in, in that case, uh, if, by that metric, five stars. Yeah, it, it really does, like, capture some, some of the mean-spiritedness in our culture. And, I mean, if something is so mean-spirited, even I comment on it, then it's pretty damn mean-spirited. <laughs> but um, did you um, – uh, so, I mean, would you recommend that people still experience it? Because, I mean, I, I Absolutely believe that's fascinating. But- Okay. But if you uh, absolutely not, unless uh, you you have a lot of Prozac on hand, uh, no no downers, uppers only, uh, and or or if you are uh, a true you know uh, historical scholar like some of us, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because I, I mean I can see it. I I don't regret experiencing it, but I can see it being the sort of thing that's more fun to learn about than to actually experience. Oh, this is a but yeah, this is a like condi- this is a black pill in CD form. Like, <laughs> if if you want to pray for death, like Prince of Darkness, or you know a real you know, a real rain to come down and wa- wash the filth from these streets, then yes, by all means, go ahead and go for it. But, but it's definitely part of the trash canon, you would agree. Absolutely. 100%. And yes. <laughs> we could, yeah, you could put that on like, uh, you know, uh, behind pressure doors and emergency glass, like in in case of apocalypse, you know, that it would, it would be one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, um, David, why don't you tell the good people at home where to find you? I am on YouTube uh, at uh, and you and you thought it was safe, uh, and I've got my own website at aytiws.com, and I'm on Twitter at you know slash aytiws, and yeah, I'm uh, currently on a quest to master the four elements and become the avatar of film Twitter and bring balance to the world. So oh, excellent. I, I support that mission, and I am Chad Denton. Um, you can find me on Patreon at Chad S. Denton, uh, where I list this and all the other fun projects I'm doing. And if you want to throw your money away, now is a good time because, like I mentioned at the front of the show, I was in a fender bender today, and I am hoping, hoping, hoping it doesn't lead to anything. 
Um, so, but financial support is would be more appreciated now than ever before. Um, but you can also check out my um, ongoing LGBT pro superhero series, uh, John and Amar on WordPress. Uh, my trash culture blog also on WordPress, and my ongoing shows. Hollywood Hates History and Before Stonewall up on YouTube. And Before Stonewall is also recorded as a podcast. And I'm going to have to write all this stuff down because I am involved in a lot of little things. And it's starting to uh, overwhelm my psyche a bit. So I will <laughs> need to start preparing for that. But uh, thank you for uh, joining us to discuss this disaster piece of... <laughs> PowerPoint, video game, cinema, whatever. Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is of a genre of itself, and we should be grateful for that. Indeed, yes. Right. And and support Chad's Patreon so he can get back to writing porn. <laughs> exactly. And not, not just any porn, but the creepy, violent kind. So, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Have a good night.